You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm just really confused. Like, is it some That's secret weird. language? It has to it, be. Or is it something where they're trying to reference? Was it personal to me? Do, do I have a maybe, nickname there? Maybe you look like that. No, you no, don't. No, that's the thing. <laughs> All right, is that what they? Is that what it was? No, Were they calling that me that? Be, okay, Greg. I've been running for Operation Hot Courage. I, I don't. I don't think that would be the necessary. I nickname. don't think so either. I don't know. Maybe you're because of the shape of your head. What? The, what? My head? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think. Why did they say bowling ball? <laughs> All right, I have every- no clue. All right, we've got to get to the <laughs> bottom of this. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillin. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network out of Portland, Oregon, and then available via podcast all over the internets, wherever podcasts can be found. Which is all over the internets. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of podcasts, we're going to be uh, playing our interview, actually, with the two hosts from Comedy Film Nerds on this show. So I actually... Behind the scenes. I talked to them yesterday. Yes. We did a, we did a Skype interview. And Greg interview. did, and also Greg did a great job. Thank you, Greg, for doing that. Greg took the helm and he um, did the interview himself because yesterday, if you recall, I was still delirious and still like half sick. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a good No, it wouldn't, wouldn't have, have been. Idea. I would have like been talking at the wrong times and like <laughs> it's really hard anyway to do an interview with one person on Skype, let alone two. Right. So yeah. you handled it with a plum, good sir. Ah, why, thank you. Mm-hmm. So we'll be playing that. They're going to be doing a live show actually on Sunday here in Portland at Helium Comedy Club. So they're flying in, they're bringing Jackie and Jimmy Pardo, and uh, so, so it's Chris and Graham. They're the hosts of it. And so we'll be playing that interview here in a little bit and talk all about that stuff. And a bunch of other stuff that's going to be coming up in the show. But I, I need to address this. This is really bothering me this morning. I can morning. tell that it's bothering you. Because, it kind of got under your skin a little bit. Yeah, it did. And so so here's what happened. I, I have talked about this before. Like, I'll, I'll go to Safeway. You know, Safeway is the grocery store here. If you don't have them where, wherever you are, it's kind of like a Ralph's or whatever. So... I go to Safeway before I go to the show, and I got my thing. Every once in a while, I like to go to the deli counter, and I get a breakfast burrito. Oh, my okay? gosh. Just once in a blue moon. Once in a blue Greg no. rarely eats breakfast I, burritos. I am a breakfast burrito aficionado, <laughs> but I rarely they're, get the Safeway ones. Yeah, because they're not very good. They're okay. Yeah, they're not good. No. But they're it's no, there. Like, they're no it's burrito quick. shack down the street. That place is amazing. No, that place is awesome. No, this is just, it's quick, and it's on the way it's to the studio. It's poor man's shitty burrito. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's cheap. So I go there, and that's that's what I'll get, and I'll get that in the morning. But I've I've had this problem at that's Safeway the many times. About the burritos. Well, I mean, there's I, who doesn't like a good breakfast burrito every now and then? I mean, it's a it's delicious. It's delicious in the morning. It's not too unhealthy, although maybe it is because that's why they called me this. So, so I go there, and and I've noticed this every time that I go to Safeway at the deli counter, they always, always, always ignore me. Oh, they hate you there. They hate me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just me or if this happens to I'm other people. I'm pretty sure too. it's just you it's because just whenever me. I go, I never have a problem. Okay. Ever. So I'm always promptly served. Are you? I am. Really? I don't go very often, but when I do, yeah. Really? Like, you, you get, you're promptly served? Yeah. I mean, I, nev- I never have an issue with it. I, I've seen you have an issue because when we've been at, like, at this particular Safeway at the same time yeah. and I'm not getting something from the deli and you are like I'll wander off and get like a frozen meal or something and come back and you're still waiting there getting all like all kinds of frustrated and flustered. Yeah, because they ignore me. They will not, they will not come over and help me. It doesn't matter what, what I'm ordering, what section I'm in. I'm in it always happens that way. Mm-hmm. They will not come no, over and help No, it's true. Me. I don't think they like you. Okay, so you've witnessed And it's this. multiple people. I've what have I happen. done? I don't know. You have that face. <laughs> you have that face that sometimes people I'm don't I'm never like. ordering anything too complicated. Like, I don't make them go. I know what I want when I get there. I'm just ordering one thing, and it's, it's in and out, and it's done. But I was standing there this morning, and this is how this usually works for me. There will be, like, three of them, three, three of the employees behind the counter, maybe uh, half the counter length down. And I know they know I'm there because I'm standing there. Of course they there. know you're there. I mean, it's, it's their job to come over and see what I want. And usually they're standing there not really doing anything. They're just kind of hanging out. And I can see them try to, like, look over, like, out of the side <laughs> of their, uh, you know, like, glance over. Like a side glance? A side glance uh-huh. to where they, they know I'm there. And I know they know I'm there. But yet they'll continue doing what they're doing, pretending like they haven't seen me. 
like waiting for me to go away. I've seen this happen. Greg, I have it has, no idea. And it has worked. I have walked away before because there's I'll be some, like, all right, fine. I know. Well, there are sometimes people in life that just, that you clash with other people. I mean, there are people you've met that sometimes, like, no matter what they do, you just won't like them. And yeah, no matter what they try to do. And there are people who, who don't like me. For example, maybe uh, some stupid bitch who wrote, wrote in and, like, listened to our show but didn't like my voice. You know, people like that who just don't like, <laughs> um, you know, people just fundamentally don't like some people sometimes. And yeah, I think that you But this have isn't found one person. I know. This is an institution. I think it's required. And it is. By the way, let me tell you, this isn't just one Safeway. I've seen this happen at multiple Safeways. It is like if you're hired you know, as a deli worker in Safeway, can you make a sandwich? Do you hate Greg Nibbler? There you go. <laughs> it's like on their checklist. <laughs> I can't, this is good because it's not just in my head. You have seen this and witnessed this. No, I have. I bet if I got in line behind you, I would be served before you. You probably would. Mm-hmm. You probably would. No, you're not exaggerating. Yeah, and so, so, so I've taken... So what did this a, guy call you? This right. is why I'm confused. Okay, I'll get to that too. I'll, I'll say here, the one thing that I've taken to doing now just to, to get the service, because it's like we have our own little game going where they try to ignore me and I make myself unignorable. They cannot oh, wow, ignore me. that makes me. them want to help you out more. <laughs> so what I'll do is I will just stand there and blankly stare at them. Just like, just stare. You'll just stare at them? That's I'll stare creepy. at them. Yeah, because I know that they know I'm there, but I'll stare at them until it becomes too uncomfortable, and then they have to look and come over and serve me, because I why always win the game. Why don't you just say something? Say, excuse me, can I get a sandwich? No, why should I have to do that? They know I'm there. Why should because I have to go out so of my way? Because it's so much easier than you just standing there creepily staring at them. No, I just stare at them. I stare at them until they have to do something Didn't about it. Didn't you write something about this on Secret once? I did. Yeah, yeah, about how you're like, I like to stare at them until they finally pay attention to yeah, me. Think- when you could just say, excuse me, sir or ma'am, may I, uh, can I bother you for a, a breakfast burrito? No. You said no, to stand I will and when they, stare. I will when they walk up to me. I mean, this is the nature of the transaction. The transaction Clearly works. it's not working for you. Well, yeah, but I, it doesn't matter what I do. Well, so that's why, why I started. I just stare at them. I will stare at them. I hope you they... damn well stand there the entire time they're making it so like somebody doesn't not that not that any Safeway employee would, but I mean like that they don't spit in your food or you get like a hair in there or something. I don't stand there. I'll order it and then I'll, I'll <laughs> say, No, I'm gonna go pick up a couple of things and I'll come back. Maybe bowling balls the code where they're like, Oh, this guy's a troublemaker. Well here, a let me explain let me okay. explain that. So so this morning I was going there, gonna get myself a breakfast burrito, you know, as as you do. And I'm standing at the counter. There were three employees, three of them. That were standing just around, uh, maybe fifteen feet away from me. It's being pointed out multiple times in the chat that people think you're doing it wrong, <laughs> staring like a psycho. No wonder they don't want to acknowledge you. Someone else. No wonder they ignore you, Greg. Fucking strange and creepy behavior. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I I saw them all standing there, and I noticed the one were guy. Were they working? Uh, like a- one no, they were selling each other something over the counter. I think one guy was on break and he was buying something from the other one. So somebody was helping then, another customer. You kind of, but then there was the other because, girl. Uh, so you're saying that it's not as much of a customer because okay. they work there. Okay, no, because there's those two, and okay. then there was another girl that was behind the counter that was just like standing there. Maybe not it's doing not anything. her job. You've never worked behind a Safeway deli. Maybe she's not supposed to then she trickle should, into the deli area. Then she should find out whose job it is. Maybe she's supposed to clearly stay next to the general so Safeway Chinese food. Maybe they shouldn't advertise that they're selling breakfast burritos until 11 a.m. unless. Unless they're going to have somebody there to sell them. So I'm looking at them. I know they see me. And the guy who was uh, the, the employee who was actually buying something, he looked up. And I've, I've dealt with this guy before. Oh, God. The specific guy? Yeah, this specific oh, guy. Oh, wait. So you actually know, like, you recognize these people oh, at this point? Yeah, yeah. There's that guy. And then there's the Russian woman that's back there. She's, yeah, she ignores a lot, too. And then this other woman today, I had never seen this one before. Oh, she's But the mean. guy, yeah, I'm not sure. But she was she was angry. So... The guy, I see him glance over, and it's like he, it's like he was like a deer in headlights. Like he knows he got busted. Maybe not a deer in headlights. It's like you, like when you get caught looking at someone, and you're like, oh shit, I just got busted. Oh, I saw somebody I didn't want to see because I was looking right at him when he glanced over, and he's like, ooh, and looks straight back ahead. But well, you're the weird guy that they probably talk about on their breaks. Oh like, no, you, you totally are. Well, here's the thing though. So I stood there for a minute and continued to look. Until Greg. Until well, what I I needed some. You service. just stood there and stared, and you didn't say anything. Use your words. They know what I'm doing. Why else would I be standing there? And so <laughs> somebody posted a picture. Yeah, that's that's a really good picture. I want my chat. breakfast burrito. <laughs> so I, uh, I, um, I, I was sitting there looking at him, and then finally he looks up and he looks back at the woman, the other woman that was behind the counter, and just goes, "Bowling ball." And the woman immediately turned and walked over to me. <laughs> I had, don't know what bowling ball Are you ball sure means. he said bowling ball? Yes, he said bowling ball. 
like like he was annoyed. Bowling ball. And then she turned around because and walked Because you're over crashing their good time. Maybe what they're does like, that maybe mean, they're though? the pins and I you're swear, just knocking them down. That's what he said. And the woman immediately came over and she was so angry. She was just furious that I was there. She's like, what do you want? I'm like, I just wanted to get a breakfast burrito. I want to get a breakfast burrito. It's before, it's 10.59. Can I still get my breakfast burrito? <laughs> Is that what he said? Oh my god! I wasn't going to tell that part of it. (laughs) I swear to God, I did not know that. Did you really? It was ten fifty six. Oh, you were getting really nervous. You're like, oh god, oh god, I only have four minutes for my breakfast burrito. It was ten fifty six. Were you like stomping your feet? So were you you a little huffy? No, when she walked over, I was like, hi. Is it too late to get a breakfast burrito? She's like, she was like, what do you want? I was like, is it too late to get a breakfast burrito? And she's like, no. And then she slaps it down there, and she's like, what do you want? I'm like, I'll get a sausage sausage one. She's like, do you want a sandwich or a burrito? I'm like, I'm, I like a burrito. She was really scary. And then she sat it. She sat like the tortilla down and then started putting um, the sauce on there. Realized she grabbed the wrong sauce. And she's, she like looks at the sauce, and she's just furious and slams it down and takes the tortilla and crumples it up and throws it into the trash. No, she no, didn't. No, I kid you not. I kid you not. This is what she did. She oh was so mad. And then she came back. She's like, we're out of Chipotle sauce. I'm like, well, that's that's okay. Okay, that's all right. We you just put something else on there. It doesn't matter. I know you just threw the one away, but you, the red pepper sauce is fine. You could have just used that one. And that's what I told her. I probably shouldn't. Oh wow, that. yeah. Be condescending to the person that's preparing your food. And then I walked away. That was just really dumb. I just ate that entire thing. I have to tell you, working in the food service industry, um, I have for you know, like on and off, like that's basically my besides radio or like you know podcasting or doing whatever. My only other jobs have been like service industry, like bartending, right. coffee shop, like yeah. food service, whatever. I'm just saying, you do not want to fuck with the person who is handling what you're going to be ingesting. Well, I wasn't fucking with And I'm with not her. necessarily saying they're going to, like, wipe it on their balls or, like, drop it on the floor or whatever, but, I mean, hell, I've told you this. Like, when I worked at Starbucks, if somebody was a, a, an asshole to us, we'd just give them decaf. Like, they would, uh, you know, like the like the bitchy, like, stroller moms would come yeah. in and they would just treat you like shit and they'd be like, um, miss, miss, I need a quad shot, venti, no foam, extra hot soy latte. Like, Wow, you stuff. do that way too well. I know. No, I had to hear it. And so, and they'd just be dismissive and rude to us. And you know who you don't want to piss off is the, the, gar- the gatekeeper between you and your caffeine because you know what you get? Four pulled shots of decaf. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's not, that was not just me. I had to learn that. I learned that from the people I worked with. That is something wow. that happened. Oh, yeah. And that's just with coffee. Imagine the possibilities with food. But I didn't do anything wrong. You well, were you were being uh, dismissive to her. You were telling her that her throwing away the tortilla was the wrong thing to do, and you're not the one behind the counter. But it, I, Who are you I, to I tell was, her how to do her job? I wasn't telling her how to do her yeah, job. Yeah, you were. You were just like, but you just threw that one away. I could have eaten that one. Well, and I could have. She threw yeah, it away. Yeah, that was you I, telling her how to do her fun. job. Oh. Yeah. Damn it, I hate that entire thing. Then I did walk away. I walked away because I thought maybe that would make her happy because I wouldn't be there standing there. I don't know. But the the more important issue here, the the really important issue, (laughs) is why did they yell bowling ball when looking at me? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. What was it about me? He looked at me, he looked at her, bowling ball. And then they came on down. Is this a secret code word? Is it specific to I me? I don't think it's specific Do I look? for you. You don't look like a bowling I ball. Mean, My God, you are more vain than anyone I have ever met. No, I'm not saying that. I'm, Stop touching yourself. Greg's over there like rubbing his body. I've been Do I running. Do I look like a bowling ball? I've, I've been running. <laughs> I run. Have I told you that I went running? Well, I'm just saying even if they were going to come up with a uh, you know some kind of term to call me, I think that bowling ball probably wouldn't be apt unless, like you said, they're talking about my head. Is my head too big? That's a little Is that big. what it is? No, but it doesn't look like a bowling ball. Maybe they're talking about like your two eyes and your mouth look like little like bowling ball holes in your face. What? I don't know. Do they have like a? Did the whole staff know who oh, I? Oh, maybe someone. Edward's bringing up a good point. What if uh, what if the girl's name nickname was bowling ball? That would be incredibly mean because she she was a bigger bigger gal. She was a bigger gal. Maybe that's what. I mean, I think that's maybe that's why she was more... pissed. Although, they, let's just say this: the guy that was calling her bowling ball, he's in no position to be calling anyone bowling ball. Maybe if it's that's like what a, he's doing. maybe it's like a pet name. If maybe anything, that's like... he looks more like a bowling ball. Maybe it's a pet name for her. He's just like bowling ball. I don't know. 
That's so weird. It's really weird. No, he, I think bowling ball was in reference to me or the situation or whatever was going on. It's, it's something to do with that. Uh, Keelan brings up the point. Have you ever thought about giving your money to a different establishment? For the life of me, I can't figure out why you would tolerate this kind of shit and continue to. Stay yeah, there. it's it's true. But because every it's time you go there, it's Greg, convenient. Every time you go there, you're pissed off because the deli workers are mean to you. It's because I forget to do shopping the night before, and then I'm driving down to the studio and I forget to eat. And I'm like, oh crap, I need to get something to eat, and it's just on the way. Yeah, eating is an inconvenience for me. It I, is. It I, is for me too. I wish I could just take a pill and never have to eat again. Mm-hmm. That that would be fine. I with concur. Me, me yeah. too. Yeah, so it's so it's done with. I am the opposite of what you would call a foodie. Yeah, I mean, I like Fear good food. I, I like wanna... good food. That's fine, but it's just it takes too much time. I don't have time for it. Yep, I'll take a pill. Oh, it was just recommended um, by Jez in the chat to not look up bowling ball in the Urban Dictionary. Oh no, what does it mean? <laughs> oh, oh no. all right, look it up. Look I'm it up. Tell it me up what now. it is. Bowling ball. Is urban. there some kind of a reference here that that I should know? Ew. What is it? No, it's basically like a shocker. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay, so that isn't it. It wasn't anything. He rolled a strike with his boat. Like the shocker? Yeah, I mean, it's the exact, it's, or it's a surprise shocker. Okay. Okay. All right. Ew. Wow, I really wish I hadn't looked that up. Well, he did say in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live, don't look it up. <laughs> I know. It's very explicitly said, don't look but up. But clearly, that means it's like the people outside of... Um, you know, like the Blazers games are say like, I need tickets, but they really have the tickets. So they want, like they're saying they need them, but they want them. So the sign means the opposite thing. Have you ever seen those people? Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm confused no, as far as Jez, what the reference is. No, because Jez saying, uh, you know, don't look at it is basically saying like, I think you should. You oh. should look at it. Mm. Well, either way, I was called a bowling ball today or the situation was. I want to know this. So I know we have some listeners who work in. Um, you know, all all walks of life. I'm sure we have some that work at a Safeway or at a deli, or at a deli counter. If you can please write in uh, funemploymentradio at gmail dot com or Greg at funemploymentradio dot com. Let me know why they would be doing that. Is there a secret lingo? Are there secret codes I need to understand? Because I want to get to the bottom of this. Because now it's like a challenge. Now I'm gonna go back in there. Like Keelan saying, why why deal with any of that? That would be the 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 path most people would take just go somewhere else no now it's a challenge now i'm gonna make them make me a burrito you are gonna make me a burrito well you should just you know talk to the manager eventually i i would i have such a list of complaints at this place that i don't even know where i would begin (laughs) they'll probably look at you and be like why the hell do you still come here i don't know why i don't know i shouldn't go there i shouldn't give them my business but i'm but i'm gonna go there i know it sucks because it's it's the only way because you don't have to worry about getting in the parking lot you just jump out of your car because i would much rather go to other establishments but it takes a fuck of a lot longer no, now it's just personal between me and Greg. Me and all right, you've dude. got to calm down. Greg is like glaring at me right now, thinking. But I can tell he's not looking at me. He's mm-hmm. just thinking about his safe way. I'm hatred. thinking about that guy with his mustache and his beady eyes looking at me, calling me bowling a bowling ball. Bowling ball. Bowling ball. <laughs> all right. Anyway, send us an email if you can get to the bottom of that. Let's 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 change from that. Uh, should we play our interview? Yeah. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? Because now I'm a little heated up. You're <laughs> gross. <laughs> I don't need to hear about you being heated up. Um, All right, so on Sunday, November 2nd at Helium Comedy Club, Comedy Film Nerds is going to be performing a live podcast. So it's the live version of their podcast. It's a really, really great show, uh, comedyfilmnerds.com. You can get tickets at heliumcomedy.com. And actually, we'll be having some giveaways. We will. Today. 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 Giveaways for tickets to go to the show as well. We have a couple pair of tickets to give away to you Yes, we do. So so Sunday, November 2nd, the show is at 7.30 p.m. and we'll be doing the giveaway later on in the show. And uh, we talked to Chris Mancini and Graham Elwood. They are both really, really, really cool. So they were they were calling in via Skype, and it's just me conducting the interview because, as we said, Sarah was sick yesterday. I was going crazy. Yeah. So the sound is pretty good throughout it. There's a couple of moments where there's a couple of clips um, where it just happened where sound cut out. But other than that, it's, it was actually pretty good. Yeah. So let's go ahead and play that with them, and then we'll let's be back right afterwards. So here it is, Chris and Graham from Comedy Film Nerds. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fun Employment Radio, and I am joined now by the hosts of Comedy Film Nerds. We'll go with uh, each one individually. First up, we've got Chris Mancini. Hey, great to be here. Awesome. And joined also by Graham Elwood. Hello. Hello. We are uh, just behind the scenes. We're on a group Skype call. I have no idea where these guys are, or but uh, it seems to be working pretty good so far. 
Yeah, yeah, we're inside the house. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we're well, in an undisclosed location. Okay, yeah. it's got to be un- it's got to be mysterious, I assume. <laughs> so, you guys though are both going to be here in Portland on Sunday at Helium Comedy Club. So that's Sunday, November second, for a live show of comedy film nerds, which is really, really awesome. Yeah, yeah it's it's going to be a lot of fun. We're doing our, our a live recording of our podcast um, Sunday night, November second, at Helium at seven thirty, and our guests are Jackie Cation and Jimmy Pardo, um, which will be a lot of fun. And we're going to do. We're going to show uh, trailers of upcoming movies. We're going to show the Earbuds trailer, and we're going to show the um, Yes on 90 uh, commercial that we shot. It's kind of a funny political commercial that's not your normal political commercial <laughs> um, that uh, was sponsored by OpenPrimaries.org. And so it's going to be a fun night. You know, we talk movies. We're going to show trailers, some cool movies. We'll always pick a couple trailers of movies that look really horrible so we can make fun of them. <laughs> Perfect. We love, doing, we love doing the live shows, too, because it's a different vibe than just the regular podcast. It's it's an audience. It's more visual. We show the trailers. We make fun of them. And we have uh, – uh, we have Jimmy Pardo and Jackie Cation joining us, and we're flying them up just for that um, one show. So it's going to be great. We're really looking forward to it. That's fantastic. And Jackie, we've had her on several times. She is she she's just plain awesome. I mean, there's nothing else to describe her other than that. I mean, she she is really cool, and Jimmy's hilarious. So that is a that is a great lineup for this. What made you guys choose Portland for the live show? Well, um, we had just shot this commercial for. Um, uh, for the ballot measure 90 in Oregon. Uh, and they were like the people at, at openprimaries.org were like, what do you think about doing a show up there? And we just sponsor it. You guys do your regular show. It's not some infomercial for our, you know, for ballot measure 90, but I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like we've, we've had plenty of sponsors, you know, on our podcast and they were like, what would it take? Like, well, we're going to need some money for airfare and a hotel and to pay people to come up. And they're like, okay, let's do it. You know, yeah, and- podcasters aren't cheap. <laughs> well, oh, we know. <laughs> we kind of are. I mean, let's, uh, <laughs> um, for different reasons. Um, but yeah, cause he just wants to, you know, make people aware in a really fun way, like come out for a fun show, maybe learn something, that you know independent voters are locked out of the primaries and either way it's going to be a fun show well and real quick to that extent now you were talking about it's ballot measure 90 that uh that they're uh promoting yeah yes okay all right so i'll make sure that people in portland know real quick what uh what is your stance on that well we're we're in favor of it and because what ballot measure 90 does if you're a registered independent as it stands right now in oregon and i'm a registered independent uh as well you're locked out of the primaries. You cannot vote in the primaries. And there's 600 and over 650,000 independents in the state of Oregon, which represents 31% of the electorate. And they're not allowed to participate, which is kind of ridiculous. Exactly. I am one of them, actually, myself. I'm, I'm pro for it, too. I just wanted to hear your guys' stance on that. Yeah. We, I, it would I mean, be weird if we were against it and made a commercial for it. <laughs> That would be kind of funny, though. <laughs> well, um, for anybody who doesn't know, so you guys started your show, I believe, in 2008. Is that right? Uh, well, we started the website in 2008, and the podcast came out in 2009. One were the few places that started as a website first. <laughs> wow. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then we added the podcast, like, oh, let's see how this will go. And then, you know, we wanted the podcast to support the website. Now the website supports the podcast, so yeah. it's fun. <laughs> Well, for anyone who doesn't know, um, you know, what would what would you say your show is all about? I mean, it's pretty much in the title, but just for new listeners, it's a uh, it's a film review show um, by uh, Graham and I are both comedians and filmmakers. And we have guests uh, who are writers, uh, comedians, actors and people that are in the film business or just comedians. And uh, basically, the brand is uh, informative and funny. And that's what we offer. We have a, a very uh, extensive knowledge of film, but also we uh, don't take it too seriously. We laugh yeah, we, as well. We just, I think it kind of a lot of it, the, the kind of style and format was sort of born out of Chris and I as, as, you know, you're a road comic and you go watch movies during the day and then you hang out in the green room with the other comics and talk movies. And that's kind of what our show is. We're not like 
hardcore movie critics. We're more just like filmmakers and comedians and film fans. Like we want the movie to be good. And we just love and we love making fun of it. And it, it it really has been such a cool thing to just have this weekly conversation about movies and then everything that, you know, we can have discussions about our own personal lives and why that re- we related to a particular film or our political views or whatever. And, and that's been the, the great part about it. And every week we usually have some comedian or someone that we know or are friends with and get to hang out with them for an hour and talk movies. That's that's awesome. I mean, and and with that extent, you know, guys, you guys going out and doing stand up. Have you seen with the success of comedy film nerds? Have you seen the people that come out to your shows? Has that changed? Has the the, the uh, dynamic different now? Yeah, I mean, I'm on the. I've been on the road pretty hard since 2008, and I really saw the change happen. 08, 09, 2010, where podcast fans started showing up at the live stand-up shows and it was really cool because they're such loyal engaged and they know so much about you yeah that when they show up it's it's just a blast because your audience becomes that much better it's very what graham is saying is absolutely true it's when you go to a show and you have podcast fans in the audience it's um, it's half the work is like, oh my gosh, these people already, we don't have to win anybody over. There's no uh, yeah. people who came in for free to see comedy night and have no idea what to expect. <laughs> it's uh, people that know what we do and want to see us do it live. It's a, it's a different dynamic. It's a totally different dynamic and you can make so many obscure film references <laughs> in your show that a regular <laughs> audience might be like, wait, what? <laughs> so that that's one of my favorite parts about it. Well, um, I want to talk about earbuds here in just a second, but I had a quick question. This is this is just me actually asking for advice. So we're having Fun Employment Radio, our five-year anniversary show, on November 14th here in Portland, and we're doing a live show. We haven't done many live performances of our podcast. This is kind of going to be the first big one. We've just never really gone into it. What advice do you have for taking the podcast to a live performance? You know, as we were talking about the description of, you know, when Chris and I were talking about what the show is going to be this Sunday – we try to make it bigger and more visual for the live show because our regular weekly show is just Chris and I and a guest, sometimes two guests, just sitting in Chris's garage talking. Um, so for the live show, we've started to integrate, you know, showing trailers and making more of a visual experience. And so I think, and 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 the thing we've seen from the Los Angeles Podcast Festival, when a podcast that doesn't normally do a lot of live shows do something special, like do something unique. And that's the beauty of podcasting is you can do whatever you want. So we've had success. We've done giveaways, you know, sponsors have given us really cool swag and we've given them away and contests and, and really just make it more fun with the crowd because you can't do that normally. Yeah. And think of it kind of like as a, uh, as a band, like someone's been listening to the music on an album for a while, but if they come see the band live, they want to see more than just hearing the music played for them again. Like uh, you want to do screens and lasers and uh, <laughs> pigs and things like that. So you basically you want the live show to be a larger um, extension of your regular show. And that, that's a good kind of rule to follow. OK, that's great advice. So we need some explosions and smoke machines and things like that. I think <laughs> yes. that's, exactly, that's the perfect takeaway from this conversation. <laughs> well, uh, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, think Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, bring that into your into your. Repertoire. I'm gonna have to stretch a lot more before this thing. I, I'm realizing. <laughs> so um, you brought up uh, well, a, a the LA Pod Festival, which is fantastic, and you guys are a big part of that. I believe actually, Chris, were you one of the co-founders of it? Maybe Graham too. Yes. Yeah, there were four of us: uh, Graham, myself, and then um, Dave Anthony actually came to us with the idea, and then we added Andy Wood, who runs the Portland Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. Yep, Bridgetown. So, yeah, yeah, Bridgetown. So we, um, all of us, all four of us run the uh, festival together. And uh, you'd think, oh, four of us, that's, you know, there wouldn't be that much work divided by four. I'm like, no, there's still a fair amount of work for each person. <laughs> well, it seems like it's going really well because it's in, what, how many years is it now? Is this the third year? We just, yeah, we just did our third year uh, in yep. September. So it's it's been going great. Every year it's built and... Um, this past year we added live video streaming to it. So people 
who couldn't come to Los Angeles all over the world were able to watch it, which was really cool. We're going to do that next year. And uh, we moved to a really nice hotel. It's been such a blast. It's just a weekend party for comedians and podcast fans and stuff. It's just a blast. That's it's great. been great, and we're actually we're going to expand it uh, a little bit next year and get it a little bit more into different uh, genres, some more NPR podcasts, and it's going to be really, uh, um, really fun next year. The other, like Graham was saying, the great thing is you don't even have to go to enjoy it anywhere in the world with the live streaming. You could just uh, buy a streaming ticket now and watch the entire festival. That's great. That's great. Well, and um, with podcasting too, you know, you said at the sh- live show that you're going to be doing, you're going to show a trailer from Earbuds. This yes. sounds uh, fascinating. I saw it on Kickstarter. I mean, obviously, you guys made the goal on that. What? Um, tell us a little bit about that, I guess, for people who don't know. Um, it was, you know, we just had the idea as we're like so in this podcasting world of, of and a lot of people have tried to do podcasting documentaries or thought about it. And, you know, we were like, we should just make this because we're in this world and really show how unique podcasting is and the connection it has to fans that is unlike any other form of of media that's ever happened. And so we raised the money on Kickstarter. We raised, uh, our goal was $135,000. We raised 140,000, which was really awesome and stressful. It came down to the last minute. (laughs) (laughs) It sure did. Um, And then, yeah, it was crazy. And then we shot a bunch of, you know, interviews in, in 15 cities and three continents and interviewed podcasters and fans. We went to Australia, Japan. It was such a cool experience and, you know, finished the last of the shooting at this last Los Angeles podcast festival. So we will are now just um, getting everything ready to send it over to the editor and it will be done, you know, next probably late spring, early summer. That is awesome. I mean, and, and going to three different continents, that's that would be interesting to me just to see how the medium is being used in places like Japan. Was there something that you learned from it that you didn't know about podcasting before? Well, I think the main thing we learned was how, you know, it connects the, the entire world. I mean, we interviewed, you know... Um, a, a woman that's a cartoonist in Baltimore, a gymnastics coach in Indiana, a drill instructor in Kentucky, and an Australian miner in the outback, and a Japanese housewife. And wow, you know, on paper, those people have nothing in common, nothing. And they're all connected because they all love listening to podcasts. Yep. And some of them all listen to this. All those people that we that I listed all listen to comedy film nerds. That's. Um, that's incredible. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I mean, even us doing our show, it's one of the things we found too. It's amazing how many people you can connect to and just from all kinds of different walks of life. You know, you don't know what they do. And, and, and just like you said, like they would have nothing in common except for they all listen to the show or a podcast or whatever it is. It's really is a fantastic medium. You guys are doing a great job with that. that that's really cool to, to finally put something like that together. Yeah, and it's cool. And like I said, we're going to be showing a trailer of it this Sunday at Helium. At seven thirty, and you can buy. We Paige Branson, um, who was one of the fans we interviewed, is a cartoon artist, and she designed these really cool earbuds logoed shirts. And if any of your listeners want to help support it, they can go to comedyfilmnerds.com and pre-order a download or a DVD or get a shirt. And they're helping uh, make this really cool movie that we're going to then take on the road and show to people all over the place. And we'll probably come up to Portland if we can. Yeah, because a lot of people miss the Kickstarter and like, oh, I still want to pre-order it. I still want to help out with it. So we we put it up on Comedy Film Nerds that people could still keep uh, um, doing like a couple of the different donation tiers. And it's been really helpful because, you know, as everyone knows with movies, sometimes there's overages. And uh, it's always helpful when uh, the pre-orders keep coming in because that helps us offset some of those. But I I think what Graham was saying, too, is... uh, it was an amazing experience for um, us as well to meet these fans and to meet the other podcasters and to just meet the people that had been listening to us for years. And one of the craziest things happened to us in Japan. We're um, doing interviews in front of the giant Buddha statue in Kamakura, and we got recognized. We don't get recognized in L.A. In Japan, we get recognized. It's like, hey, you're Chris and Graham. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Wow. 
that's uh, that just shows the power of it. And uh, real quick, I got to ask: Has there been a bell going off during? Yeah, this there's somebody doing construction in my building. I'm okay. so sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, I was just making sure. Like, is there an inside joke I'm not part of that's going on with this bell going off? <laughs> yeah, I'm just ringing the bell. <laughs> Wrap well, it up. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, you guys are. Um, the show is going to be here on Sunday, November second. Get your tickets at heliumcomedy.com. Go out and see Chris and Graham, and you know Jackie and Jimmy. They're going to be there. It's so great that you guys are coming into town. And uh, thanks, guys, for choosing Portland out of all the places glad to do it can't, awesome can't and, wait. and comedyfilmnerds.com is the best website yes yes okay and any any other uh, places people should go to yeah we're at comedy film nerds on twitter we have a comedy film nerds fan page on facebook uh we're on instagram so follow us at any of those places awesome well thank and then you. you can get our podcasts on itunes <laughs> hell yeah plug away all right well graham and chris thank you so much for taking the time to call in and uh, it's been great talking to you you're listening to the fun employment radio network all right there we go there you have it they were cool and i do i was kind of concerned though during that during that whole interview so the bell they said was part of construction in the background i thought that maybe something was coming back to haunt us yeah well what I, we used to do on our old show right i was wondering because <laughs> it seemed like it was right after i was saying questions and then i was like well wait a minute what are they what am i saying what's going on why why is this bell going off i don't know if it is a secret thing that they've done then okay let you me know, tell you I'm, really I'm quick as it. a background uh, which is why greg and i both thought that it was something when we heard the bell because when we were on the rick emerson show on kufo years ago we used to have this bit where greg and i would pick out um like a secret like we basically pick out somebody for rick to interview that he didn't know uh, we called it mystery guest mystery guest and so the the guests themselves didn't know they weren't in on the joke they weren't in on the joke but all the listeners were so basically greg and i would hand pick out somebody be it like a wrestler or you know a reality television star or whatever because you got all the pitches from all the people it was usually to, like, somebody slightly something. insane yeah, yeah slightly insane you would never slightly famous normally no, yeah. not even necessarily famous. Not even necessarily famous. There were some famous people, though. Right. That we threw in. So uh, one of the things was but Rick had to ask, uh, didn't he have to ask like a certain number of questions? He had to be on with them for, it was a certain amount of time. Yeah, like two minutes before we would actually would, reveal to him who they were. And he would find out who it, but yeah, and then we'd, we'd reveal, yeah, who it was. But he had to carry himself and act like, so the guest calling in, they thought that Rick knew you know that this was a promoted thing yeah. they didn't know they were the mystery guest and rick, and didn't, rick know, didn't know who it was no he didn't know if it was a musician if it was an author if it was just a plain old crazy person right it was magnificent but the thing that we did to mark the end of the time was hit a bell or another time like we'd have him work certain phrases into the thing and every yeah. time he would uh, work in a phrase we'd hit a bell that yeah. sounded exactly like that one so i'm like oh god i know am i, I like, am I'm like what is greg saying here? that he's you know that he's getting the bell rung for him <laughs> right what have i done but no i think i think it really was just something in the background or it was uh, an alert from skype could have been that too oh there you go yeah Either way, uh, great guys, and we will be giving tickets away to We're that so show. Paranoid. <laughs> I know. Well, I've already been called a bowling ball today. No, I'm like, am I the victim of something else? Is there a joke on their show where they ding a bell on people? So, uh, but anyway, they they were great. So we'll be giving tickets away here in just a little bit. Should we oh. do a little bit of a uh, world of crazy. I think we should. I didn't get to do any yesterday because yesterday my world was just crazy. Yeah. I felt kind of insane. Has anything changed today, Sarah? I feel better. About sixty percent less sneezing. I'm still a little, a little stuffed up. You've analyzed the percentage on that? <laughs> That's the exact percentage. Okay. okay. You're welcome. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Extillo. Look at the world crazy. Crazy. First up, Greg, I know you might not be a fan of this franchise, but I seriously love it. So it isn't so much a horror, um, a horror franchise as it is kind of almost... Um, I don't know, like a time, like a, a time capsule of like what what it was like, like back in the '90s. And I'm talking about the Scream franchise. Meh. Did you like Scream? Nah. I loved that franchise. It was so clever and so well done. I just watched all four of them um, a few months ago, like back to back. I love it. It's so pulpy and silly and makes fun of itself, and it still has some legit it's scares. Okay, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really not my thing. Mm. Well, I, I really, really enjoyed uh, the whole Scream franchise. I mean, some, of course, better than others, but the last one in particular, poking fun at um, 
the way society like glorifies you know all, like people doing horrible shit to each other. It's very it's deeper than it seems, it's Greg. It's not deeper than it seems. It is. Does it anyone is agree with not. me? I believe that the Scream fan- franchise it's is deeper than it seems. David Arquette and Courtney Cox. It's not going to be that. Yeah, but deep. they're playing like I'm not pulpy it's, characters. It's not a bad movie. I mean, it's uh, there, it's not a bad franchise. I'm saying there, I really think that it's a good. It, it, it tells the story of you know things uh, how society is perceived. I think you're really reading too much into. Screen. I don't at all. I think you should watch some other. No, I'm. I don't think that. I'm not saying that. I think Scream is a, a horror movie. What I'm saying is, I think that it is a terrific franchise, and I really enjoyed it. It had a little bit of everything. It had the sex and the drugs and the murder and the mayhem and the scares and the laughs. It had a little bit of everything. Anyway, somebody else felt the same way I did because now MTV is ordering a 10-episode series that's going to be based on the Scream franchise. Really? Uh, yes, they What are. are they possibly going to do with that? I, I, that's just a movie that they're cutting up into 10 episodes Well, then? they're working on the small screen reboot of uh, Wes Craven. It was by Wes Craven, by the way. Uh, Wes Gra- uh, Craven's horror franchise. It was just announced this past week. The 10-episode series will premiere uh, next October, so in October of 2015. So it's going to star a whole bunch of, I don't know, teeny boppers that we've never heard All of. All it is, uh, I can predict exactly what will happen. A whole bunch of people are going to die. It's the person you least suspect is going to be it. I'm going to guess maybe <laughs> even the main protagonist ends up being the killer or the, or the, or it, the main protagonist's mom will be the killer. Something along Spoiler those lines. Alert, Greg. I will guess that in the first episode, I, I can guarantee you I will pick out who the killer is. You're a so annoying. This is like your stupid fucking superpower, and I hate it. I, I, I Greg bet you ruins, I'll be able to. I'm just giving anyone a word of advice. If Greg asks you if you're watching something you've never seen before, and this is it, it's a gift, I, I suppose, but if he asks you, if you he's like, if you want to know what you what he thinks is going to happen, don't. Don't ask him if you want it ruined for you because half the time, more than half the time, but 80% of the time, he turns out to be right. And it's really goddamn annoying. <laughs> it is so frustrating. So whenever Greg asks me now, do you want to know what I think? I'm like, nope, don't want to know. And that's watching a movie that I haven't seen before, you haven't seen before, but I can usually, I have a, I have a way I can figure out what's going to happen before it does. Wow, figure I am looking plot. in the chat and uh, I believe that I am the only one that thought that the Scream was <laughs> a good franchise. There's not one person in there. Yeah. It's really, Scream 4 was I think ass. you lost people when you said it was deep. I didn't say it was deep. I said it's deeper than it seems, which it doesn't seem deep at all. So if it's just slightly deeper, whatever. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. the first Scream movie starred Nev Campbell as Sidney Prescott, a high school student who becomes the target of a killer known as Ghostface. That's the name of that mask, by the way. I didn't know that. Did you know that? No. His name is Ghostface. Because they can't say the scream. The scream mask. Yeah. He's a ghost face killer. Mm. Next up, I'm gonna be. I'm bouncing around today. All right. I'm just gonna bounce. Uh, now we're headed to New Jersey. Mount Laurel, New Jersey, sounds classier than it actually is. A Mount Laurel man, suspected of squeezing women's toes in the parking lot of a supermarket, has been arrested. Now this was something that was going on, Greg. This guy was going around squishing people's toes in New Jersey. Squishing Nobody toes. wants their toes squished. Nobody does. A in life or B in New, especially in New Jersey. No. Uh, so this guy's name is Derek Johnson, 30 years young. Uh, he was taken into custody this week. Uh, he was charged with harassment and released. So I guess you're allowed to squeeze people's toes and just get charged with harassment. So uh, Derek Johnson apparently um, approached a woman who was loading groceries into her car at a shoprite. In New Jersey, uh, after complimenting the woman on her toes, which why in God's name did a woman? And it says this is at 10:45 p.m. Why in God's name is a woman standing in a parking lot by herself at 10:45 p.m. and letting a man get close enough to her to inspect her feet and say that he likes the way that they look? That does seem odd. That does seem odd. Well, he uh, she said uh, that he complimented her on her toes. Then he leaned down and touched and squeezed two of them. After she told him to let her go, he explained uh, to her that he was obsessed with toes and then ran away. That well, is was... a woman who needs to learn to be a little bit more protective that's of herself. That's a woman who ne- needs to learn Learn some boundaries. defense, yeah. Because that's going to end poorly for her if she's allowing somebody to get that close. <laughs> uh, Keelan is also suggesting that I need to say ghost face killer more. Because <laughs> it makes me sound tough. Do you know what ghost face killer is? Isn't he a rapper? That's true. I knew it then. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Look at you. That's why I made that joke in the first place. I mean, I don't know exactly what the joke is about, but I knew that existed. Really? 
I know the phrase Much like Scream, I don't think your jokes were that deep that you were. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta establish toe boundaries, ladies. You know what else you shouldn't do? Be a crazy person and try to snag a hot Alaskan man by pretending to be deaf for nine months. (laughs) Yes, some people go to outrageous lengths to keep something from their boyfriend or girlfriend, but few go as far as this crazy person who lives in Kodiak, Alaska. Now, this is a waitress who's only been identified as Tina. Now, Tina, which her story is going to be told on uh, a new show on Oxygen called My Crazy Love. So Tina was a waitress, and she dated a fisherman for nine months. And during that entire time, she pretended that she was deaf without him finding out. Wow. The entire time. Wait a minute. Now, Tina lives in Kodiak? Tina lives in Kodiak. Okay, there's no shortage of Dudes, I would think in Kodiak. That that is one of those towns. I know. Granted, I haven't well, been Tina there. Tina has to disagree with you because Tina said that she was shocked when she uh, actually saw an attractive single guy who was available in Kodiak, Alaska. Well, that's okay. what took her by surprise. I don't know about the the looks. The factor. attractive, exactly. Yeah, I, I can't judge on that one. Yeah. So uh, she said it was uh, when she first met but him. Again, though, there's not too many women, so I would imagine she would have a pretty good shot anyway. Well, he was attractive and single, and uh, so Tina met him. Uh, she said when on the episode that's going to be airing, oh, I guess it aired yesterday, um, so I'm sure you can find it on the internet if you so desire. Uh, Tina says, I was frozen. I don't know why, but I looked at him and said, I'm deaf. He just looked. <laughs> then he looked down wow. at me, grabbed my shoulder, and yelled, my name is Chris. <laughs> they sound like a match made in heaven right now. Uh, then he turned around to his buddies and said, this deaf chick is hot. <laughs> it was a whirlwind romance when the couple communicated by text and body language. Now, Tina kept up the charade, which was made easier when Chris went on a three-month fishing trip. Uh, she said, it's just... And nobody ins- in this small town decided to tell this fessed poor- up? N- Did you really just say fessed up? Yeah, why? Is that an old-timey thing to say? Fessed no, up. it's like you're like desperately trying to cling to your youth when you say fessed up. What? Really? Yeah. Fess? Why? Don't. Don't abbreviate it like that. Be a man. Fess up. No, that is... Nobody what do you mean? That's not being, a, not being a man. That's being a little baby boy. That is not. That is an actual term that people use. Maybe. Like five years ago. Fess what? up. What? What are you talking about? That? Well, anyway, Tina has more to say. Tina says it's just an unspoken rule. She says about Chris going on his three-month fishing trip. If your man's going out fishing, you don't tell him any lies, secrets, or nothing like that. Uh, Tina said it was uh, tough to stay in character. Tina says if a door slams, you've got to not look. If a dog barks, you have to pretend uh, you have to be really careful not to look or anything. Cross the street, and you have to pretend you can't hear a horn honking at you. Why? In no way, shape, or form does Tina explain... Why she pretended to be deaf. Or why she blurts out, I'm deaf, to some guy that she meets in a restaurant. I don't know about this. Whose first thing they go to is, I'm deaf. I don't know. That's that's a very odd... It's a very odd one. Also, the fact that there is nobody... So, he never <laughs> met anyone else that she knew? I guess During not. this entire time? Kodiak is not a big town. I, I don't know. I think... Something would work out where, where you would find out. People are saying that fess up sounds like a term a mom would use, Greg. My mom actually does say that. When she's like having trouble with a student, she'll be like, I got him to fess up. There's nothing wrong with the term <laughs> fess up. It's a legitimate term people use. Poppycock. Wow, really? Uh, I have some news about uh, recall that's happening. It hasn't, isn't happening in the United States yet, but it is happening in Europa. In Europe, Greg. I like Europe. I know you do. I like going I know Europe. what else you like. Well, you don't really like it, but you drink it. Fireball. Oh, yeah. Fireball cinnamon whiskey is being recalled all over Europe because it is being insisted that the product is not safe to drink because it might actually include antifreeze in it. I saw something about this. Now, it's just in Europe, right? Yeah, Sinfire is going to get a run for their money. They're like, yes, our biggest competitor, Fireball. They're taking them <laughs> down. Maybe this is an inside thing. Uh, so Fireball's maker says uh, in a news spread, uh, in 
<laughs> Fireball's maker released a statement in the news as news spread that the drink was being pulled from stores in Finland, Norway, and Sweden. There's no recall in North America. Fireball fans can enjoy their, enjoy their favorite product as they always have. Uh, so the reason that it is being pulled from Finland, Norway, and Sweden so far is that because it has antifreeze in it, which you probably you know, shouldn't be drinking. So uh, Fireball does say that they use a different recipe. This isn't comforting. Fireball says it uses a different recipe for its European markers to comply with their tighter regulations. Which means they're putting whatever the fuck they want into ours. Yeah. But they're doing it tightly, more tightly regulated over there, yet it still has antifreeze in it. That's not comforting. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, just so you know, next time you're drinking Fireball, I just gotta say, not a plug, but Sinfire is so much better. Half the sugar. Fireball gives me a headache. And finally, Walmart way to alienate people that probably like to shop with you sometimes. All right, do you remember when Target had that, uh, like the dresses that they had on? Sorry, I'm still not 100%. I'm still a little. Freaky. Yeah, I'm not sure where you're going here. Well, when Target. Did you just ask me, do I remember when Target had the dresses? Is that how that sentence It was, was a just, story just that I had. I was getting there. I was just a little. Uh, I'm chugging along a little slower. When Target had those um, had the stories where they called it like beluga gray, like when like the oh, dresses yeah. for like bigger women, and they right. did them all like you know like, <laughs> yes. like whales, basically yes. after whales. Well, Walmart is now apologizing for having a, a complete costume section that labeled fat girl costumes. They actually called they had it that it online. Uh, Walmart has publicly issued an apology for their fat girl costumes, which uh, describe Halloween outfits on their websites. It actually said. Fat girl costumes. Yes, the label sparked an uproar. You can see a, um, wow. a picture of it online. The label sparked an uproar on social media after a customer posted a picture on Twitter. Uh, the retail giant uh, responded to her post saying, Comments and suggestions are important to us to help make Walmart even better. But as of Monday, the phrase was still on the site. So this happened a couple days ago, uh, prompting news outlets to pick up the story. Uh, Walmart has since dropped the offensive phrase and said it should have never been on our site. This is unacceptable and we apologize. Way to go, Walmart. How on earth would that ever make it through? I don't know. Like any kind of a regulation process for putting something on a website. And a corporation like that, there are probably hundreds, if not maybe even more, people that work for the website oh, itself. Yeah. How would that make it through any kind of a process to where fat girl costumes got approved? It actually said it in all caps, fat girl costumes. Damn. Yeah. Heartless Walmart. Well, that's why you shouldn't shop there anyway. Walmart is a bag of dicks. And that, my yeah. friends, you're really crazy. I have to admit, I had to go there the other day. I didn't want to. Nobody has to go there. Well, no, I, I had to get something for the studio, uh, this battery backup thing. And I went out to go to a different place and a smaller local place. They didn't have it. Oh, and I was out I of time. I hate that when you try. Well, I was out of time. And so the only place I could go was right there. And I didn't have any time to get anywhere else, so I had to go there. It's, it's still just, it's weird. It's a whole world in there. It's like a city. And the people that live in there... I don't want to go in there. It's like strolling through a city. I can't even remember the last time I went into one. Yeah, it was it was a little bit unnerving. Yeah, I think know. it was when we were putting together the studio and we had to get the curtains from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It happens. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's why you shouldn't shop at like big, you know, shitty stores that feel like cities. Mm-hmm. You should support local businesses. Like what, Sarah? Well, of course, there's like Asylum on 37th and Southeast Hawthorne. Absolutely. That has all sorts of amazing trinkets. Of course, the holidays are coming. Yes. And birthdays and baby showers and Thanksgiving. You don't want to go and visit your folks for Thanksgiving empty-handed, right? You can get them a little trinket there. You know what else you can get there, though? Sonic sketches. Yes, indeed. Sonic sketches. Why are you letting me run with this? I feel crazy right because now. Because I'm letting you do I always do it. I'm letting you do it. <laughs> no, I've talked to you. You let in. I'm running out of words. <laughs> Sonic sketches. Uh, Sonic sketches, of course, sonicsketches.com. And they are one of the fine sponsors of Fun Employment Radio, along with Asylum. And you can pick up, uh, go to sonicsketches.com right now and take a look at what they've got. So essentially, if you're a music lover or you know anyone that is a music lover, this is the way to turn that into art. Yes. So they take. Songs. They've got some pre-made ones and and some specific ones that you can send in. You can custom order. They'll take the songs, convert them into a visual wave file, 
which is how you look at the music when Listen it's... Listen to how succinct you are. This is wonderful. <laughs> so they'll convert it into a WAV file and then send it to you in this really, really nice packaging. It comes in like 12 by 12 packaging. It looks, looks like, like a, a record, basically. Yeah, it looks like a record packaging. Um, very nice high-end paper that's... It's art. It's artwork that you're getting. And it'll be the song in three different panels in the WAV file and then also a whole description about the song, the history, the backstory of it, and you can get that all at sonicsketches.com or if you're here in town, the only place you can buy it in person is at Asylum. Mm-hmm. So you can go to Asylum, but if you're not in Portland or or you you can't make it there for some reason, you can go to sonicsketches.com and order one. It's a great gift. I highly suggest that. If you want to get somebody a really cool gift for whatever the situation is, although I don't know how baby showers work out for that, get... You can get like Rockabye Baby. I don't know. I was just thinking... I mean, it's possible if that's what you want to do. I just got invited to one, which is why that popped into my head. I'm like, what kinds of occasions? Because you can get things for every occasion. SonicSketches.com. Go there and check them out and uh, order something. And use the offer code FUNEMPLOYMENT, and you get free shipping wherever you are in the world. Bang. The world. What the hell was... That's an old Saturday Night Live sketch reference. Probably nobody will get that. That's a 1%. The world. (laughs) Bang. The world. SonicSketches.com. So you gave me a compliment, and now I fucked it up. That's yeah. what happened. That's a, you ruined it for me. Um, I got to do some ball talk really quick. <laughs> SonicSketches.com. There you go. <laughs> That's the ticket. No, they are awesome. All right. It's going to be a very quick ball talk, but there's something I have to play because it is one of the most awkward things I've ever heard. You're going to cringe at this. Oh, why are you going to play it then? This, this will make you cringe, <laughs> but I have to play it. It's, it's amazing. The awkwardness is amazing. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. So uh, we've got to bring up this. We have a World Series champion. The San Francisco Giants won game seven, winning their third World Series in five years. Last night in Kansas City, beating the Kansas City Royals. And generally, it was behind the MVP of the World Series, Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner. That guy is... Incredible. Now, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I do like the World Series and stuff like this when there's there's some good stories involved. You know, Kansas City being there for the first time since 85 and the Giants, you know, potentially winning their third one, which they did in in five years. It was a good storyline. It was a fun game. It was really close. Went to game seven. I thought it was a, it was a good good game to watch. Uh, good, good series all around. But Madison Bumgarner, he's got kind of a funny last name, but don't let that uh, dissuade you. Mm-hmm. This guy is incredible. And the pitching performance that he did last night is pretty amazing. It's something, it, even stuff that I'm reading from actual big-time baseball fans, they're saying you you won't see that again, yeah. how good this guy was. He's, he's just amazing. That was ridiculous. In, uh, was it like 37 or something like that, innings pit, 36 innings pitched in the playoffs, he allowed one run in that entire time. That's insane. That's just insane. So he did get the MVP of the World Series. Now, of course, with the with any kind of a big a big thing like this, like the Super Bowl, even or NBA, when they award the MVP tournament uh, trophy, it's usually awarded by one of the main sponsors. Uh-huh. So the main sponsor gets to come out and award it. It's very cliche. It's usually really quick. Well, this time, oh god, I don't even want to know. The sponsor was Chevrolet, and they had one of their guys, uh, Rick Wild, who's Chevy's zone manager for Kansas City, and he got the honors of delivering the. World Series MVP trophy to Madison Bumgarner. I don't think he's been in front of a camera too many times. So I'm just going to play this audio. Craig. So it's at a press conference. There's Madison Bumgarner standing there behind the World Series trophy and the MVP. And then Rick Wild. That's a pretty cool name. Rick Wild. It sounds like a cheesy radio DJ name. Rick Wild here. Yep. Rick Wild walks up. He's got some notes in his hand to deliver the speech. Thanks. Madison, congratulations. This is Rick Wild. Um, as the official sponsor or the official vehicle of Major League Baseball, Chevrolet is proud to participate in this uh, prestigious award. Um, along with our dealers, we are also extremely honored to give back to this sport uh, by supporting baseball in cities and towns across this nation. At Chevrolet, we have... Um, we have also been proud of the latest and greatest uh, technology in our truck lineup, which is the all-new 2015 uh, Chevy Colorado. Um, it combines class-winning and leading um, 
you know, technology and stuff with uh, Wi-Fi so, powered by Oh my by God, OnStar. Greg. Sitting there on screen <laughs> to recognize your performance in this 2014 World Series. I proudly present to you very own set of keys to a brand new 2015 uh, Chevy Colorado. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> so there it is. The poor guy. I mean, he got stuck doing this, although it's, you know, he's on national television. But I'm uh, guessing they probably told him, like, you have to push this. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is this is your thing. This oh is your big moment. God, that, remind, that reminds me when I worked on this poker show and I had to give everyone a free teddy bear at the end. Like, seriously, like, Jer Bear's mattress oh, farm yes. or whatever was part of it. And um, uh, whenever I'd finish interviewing a poker player, I would have to sit there and say, like, and Jer Bear, like, and give them a fucking teddy bear. And it was required by them. So yeah. Like, yeah. It's awkward. Yeah. Well, technology and stuff. Okay. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right, I'm, I'm going to have to get out of here, so we should probably wrap up. Okay. We didn't give away the tickets. Comedy film nerds. Yes. So, here's what we're going to do. The first person to post at our Twitter account, at Radio, post the name of the television series, the Netflix series, or whatever it was. The television the series. The TV that, show, yes. The TV show that Sarah watched yesterday. Watched while she was sick. She gave the two-minute recap yesterday. Name that series. Just do at Funamp Radio, name the series, a pair of tickets will be yours to go see the Comedy Film Nerds on Sunday, this Sunday, November 2nd at 7.30 p.m. Post at Funamp Radio, the name of the television series that Sarah did the two-minute recap of yesterday. Oh, I can't wait to be 100% again. <laughs> I was just yep. thinking of my recap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how everybody's calling me a bully. Why am I the bully? I just played the interview. It's just it's what happened. It's technology and stuff. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone. We already have a winner. Um, so there's two pairs that we have to give away. So uh, send us uh, to whoever else. There's still another pair of tickets to win that. And um, technology and stuff. And all Call of us, 503 <laughs> I'm just trying not to cough over here. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we will have Sarah Kalana, who's awesome. back in town. She's so great. She is great. We had her on before, so Sarah Kalana going to be in, in here on Fun Employment Radio. Big thank you to Chris and Graham. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We will be, be back tomorrow <laughs> with more Fun Employment Radio. Welcome, bye, guys. It's not like I have to talk later today or anything. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.